your source for Big Ten talk. It's off tackle empire. Speaking of bullshit plans, Iowa had them laid out for them until this. That makes Iowa a candidate for dick trip of the week now that we're into that because we're doing it dick trips in review. <laughs> so yeah, Iowa uh, would have controlled their own destiny basically because, you know, beating Northwestern gets them to two losses as well and gives Iowa the tiebreaker. And now suddenly they need a lot of help. I, I don't know that I would call it the biggest dick trip of the week just because Purdue is, I don't want to say they're, they're not a bad team. Um, they, you know, they started off the year very poorly, but I think we all know who Purdue is and um, where they're going now. I was still should they should have won that game, and and yeah, it was um, they they had um, everything everything set out for them. Um, you know, the kind of fate did everything but put a napkin on their lap before they served this game to them, and they blew it, and um, probably you know, blew their chance of going back to Indianapolis. Um, uh, I don't even like thinking about it. So Virginia, I guess, are they good? Because Pitt beat them. And in order for Pitt to be <laughs> the team, they have to be good. <laughs> so I've been, I've been saying this. I, I, I am a resident of Charlottesville. And I've been saying – so I'm a little – I got my finger on the pulse of the Virginia football program, probably a little more than your average Big Ten fan. And I've been saying all year that they're fool's gold. Their their best. I mean, they lost to Indiana early in the year, and just looking at who they've beat, um, their best wins are against Miami and Duke and North Carolina, who are five, six, and seventh, fifth, sixth, and seventh in the Coastal Division, um, respectively. And yeah, they, I, they're not good. <laughs> so I, I do not think they're good. So number eleven, Florida, which was number eleven despite two losses hosted unranked Mizzou and got fucking annihilated 38 to 17 and and it it was like just a bizarre thing to behold and I actually think they're getting a little bit of an SEC bump putting them at 11 they're definitely got a a lot of traction out of that LSU win earlier in the year um but yeah it's just even with all that Mizzou's just not good and they uh yeah, they really they really stuck it to Florida there. Um, that might that might be my front runner for Dick Chip of the week. It was just there's not really an excuse for it if you're Florida. <laughs> well, I also I know who uh, you know what exactly Herm Edwards is going to represent out there in the Pac-12 because there you had Utah finally sitting number 15 and they're on their way to the South title and they just got herminated. <laughs> it's classic Utah too. I feel like I feel like every year they start off they'll like. They'll beat Stanford they win a surprising and home USC. Game. Yeah, and and like and it frequently happens like on Pac Pac ten Pac twelve after dark, um, it, where they're like there might be the only game on and everybody's watching it, and then they always just kind of fall off at some point and people forget about them. Um, and meanwhile, just I love Herm Edwards so much, man. He's crazy, and I think he's going to end up just being a complete disaster in Tempe. They've got five wins, and they got a very good recruiting class. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I, I really didn't think they'd even be here. Um, he's – I don't know how long the Herm Edwards era is going to last, but it is going to be a hell of a ride. I mean, he's just uh, – Herm Edwards or John Gruden, which one lasts longer? I got to go with Edwards. I agree. <laughs> I have no idea how – I mean, my God, what? They paid John Gruden, like, tens of millions of dollars already, right? 
yeah, and and then he immediately trades away their best player for peanuts. <laughs> well, I mean, he's tanking now. So the other one, um, uh, Tom Herman for being a gigantic sniveling crybaby in that he was pissed <laughs> at the, that he thought the refs blew the call at the end of the game that, you know, cost Texas the win. The call that he's pissed that they blew is a taunting penalty he thought they should assess to Will Greer. <laughs> what? How are you even, like, like, you actually feel entitled to getting the game-winning score taken off the board for, for that? That's, that's, that's just remarkable chutzpah. Like, I, you know, I can see, like, we're, you know, there's no pass through, you know, they're holding or, um, like, oh, they said a pick. They shouldn't have, you know. Like, Barrett was short. Yeah, but like, oh, he celebrated too much. Like, what's that all about? He altered his stride before the goal line. <laughs> well, he Actually, I watched that, and it looked to me like, yeah, okay, maybe he pointed a bit, but he was just trying to get the ball in before he got hit. <laughs> That's what it looked like to me. I mean, I've, I, have seen, I have seen touchdowns getting taken off the board for, <laughs> for, for that. Um, You're going to talk about Akram Wadley, huh? I, I am talking about Akram Wadley, but there's, you know, there – there's one thing to when it happens like in the second quarter and then when it's like to win the game, I mean, man, you can't, you, you can't you're really asking the ref to take those points away. I mean, you, <laughs> you can't do that. So the other big dick trip that happened was everybody for playing college football in the same season as 2018 Alabama. What were we all doing? We were all fools. So Alabama is like when you play the old NCAA video game and you like, you maybe pick your team or pick a scrappy team and try to like build them up. And then by like your sixth season, you just have all five-star recruits and like you have to turn the difficulty level up, but you're still beating everyone by like 40 and it's not fun anymore. Yeah. And Western Kentucky's just won like so many straight SEC titles that you just like, you're like, Oh, I'm going to start a new game. Yeah. For me, for me, it was Wazoo. Uh, I, I, I took over a struggling Wazoo team pre Mike Leach and um, the, you know, suddenly they're on their fourth straight national championship. And that's that's Alabama. They've made the game, like, just a little less fun. And I am say this with, like, the least amount of, like, I'm semi-serious when I say, I think they should just give Alabama the title and then, like, shoot them off to the side and let the next four best teams play the playoff for second place. Honestly, I used to watch Alabama a lot because they played in games that were important. I don't even watch them anymore. Like, I haven't watched – I haven't watched like more than a couple minutes of Alabama. I didn't watch any of this game, even though, because I knew it was going to be like this. Like, yeah, they, they outgained them 576 to 196, this being at number three LSU. Mm-hmm. This is stupid. It, what even is the point of this? Yeah. And, and, you know, it was one thing when they were doing it with, with elite defenses and, you know, just like the best players at every position, except like or on defense anyway. And now, like, now they have a good quarterback. And they have an offense that can move the ball. Not, not just a good quarterback, but, like, very likely the, the best quarterback in the country who was probably going to win the Heisman Trophy. The most effective quarterback. It's hard to really say if he's the best quarterback because we yeah. haven't seen him been challenged. No, yeah. He hasn't been challenged at all. Like, he hasn't been put in the same situations as Kyler Murray or Will Greer. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Where he actually has to make great plays to win the game. <laughs> and it and it and it's insane that they're. I, I don't think he will be challenged this year. I mean, I, I honestly think they're gonna win the national championship and not tr- like never trail a game. <laughs> their, their closest win has been twenty two points. That's absolutely insane. I mean, it's just it, 
That's up yeah, there. That's, like, that's, that's, that, that, that totally eclipses teams like 2001 Miami and yeah. 2004 USC. Yeah, and, um, I mean, and they would beat It's not those quite teams. 1983 Illinois levels of dominance where <laughs> you become the only team to ever defeat the rest of the Big Ten Conference in one year. It's not quite that level of absurd game <laughs> dominance, but, I mean, it's, it's up there to a point where it's not even fun. No, it's it, it, it's it's the like kind of logical conclusion of the Nick Saban Alabama era is that eventually it was just going to become automatic. Um, like every every year, you you know they'd have maybe one or two kind of close games, and but you know they, where they'd only win by like eleven, and then Saban would like bite his kicker's head off for um, like pointing at the field goals that went through or something dumb like that. And um, and then you'd see them like just play against the running quarterback and be absolutely confused and not know what to do and lose one game. And then we would all get false hopes that they wouldn't win the national championship that year. And then they do anyway. And this year it's, we're not even getting that tiny bit of pleasure. It's just nothing but, um, but you know, Alabama and Georgia have already clinched the title game. (laughs) SEC title game. That race is is over. It's mathematically over. (laughs) Uh, College football's dead. (laughs) So, um, let us light its funeral pyres up this next coming week. There are no buys because there are no days off now. Uh, Maryland travels to Indiana, a crucial matchup, five and four versus four and five, both teams still alive for bowl games. Which is amazing. Um, Indiana is just, I've man, it's hard to be a fan of Indiana. Like, I, I imagine I'm not. But, like, you know, every other team kind of ebbs and flows, you know, like even the teams who are kind of at the bottom of the barrel, like like Rutgers. Rutgers even had you know during the Shiano years some very fun high flying times, and Indiana is just perpetually right in the middle. Yeah, Illinois had those two seasons in the last twenty five years, and Indiana has probably had more wins than Illinois over those twenty five years, but has never gotten even ranked. So yeah, you, you don't have a point where it's like you know I guess if you're gonna on one hand, it gives you hope of building something sustainable. But on the other hand, if then you're not, then it's like, oh, well, why not just enjoy a, a <laughs> small flight of fancy? Yeah, that that doggy is not very happy about us talking about the existential despair of the Indiana fan. I'm back. Um, yeah, but I mean, having said that, the I, I got to give the edge to Indiana because I think teams have finally figured out that Maryland can't throw the ball. Um, no, we knew Maryland couldn't throw the ball, but didn't really. It, yeah, but the, the diff. I I guess I don't know what the difference is there. I just I feel like Indiana. Um, that dog is so loud. <laughs> uh, I yeah, just I got a better feeling about Indiana because I feel like they're just kind of destined to sit at five wins and miss a bowl, and that's just kind of their place. <laughs> that is <pretty laughs> it's, possible. It's definitely their last chance for a win this year. I feel like and. Um, yeah, I think I think it's just destiny that they'll be a five-win team. I really don't know which way to feel about this one. So uh, I guess I do like that logic of Indiana being perpetually directly below the hump and never being able to get over it. So I'm going to go Indiana narrowly. Illini at Nebraska. Uh, does the dead cat bounce continue for the fighting Illini? What's uh, what's going to happen here? It's and at uh, the other Memorial Stadium, or some other Memorial Stadium, and other Memorial Stadium, not the other Memorial Stadium. Uh, yeah, smart money is definitely on Nebraska. Um, they, you know, like we talked about earlier, they are 
improving week to week and um, starting to look more like a football team and um, less like the little giants. And um, with, I mean, you could say Illinois may be doing that too after their game last week, but um, the difference being Nebraska's got more depth. They've got well, more players. Well, the other difference is that they're playing Nebraska has Nebraska. more than one game of having done that. Yes. Illinois, it was hot garbage for three straight weeks and then suddenly played a very, very good game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just think, uh, yeah, and, and just on top of that, I just don't think it's a, it's a great matchup um, for the Illini. It's certainly a bad matchup for our defense. I think that our offense can move the ball on them because they profile statistically similar to Minnesota. What I think is interesting is that Nebraska's got one of the worst special teams units in the country, while Illinois has one of the best. Yeah, so and, and I think that's the door for Illinois to win in a really stupid way. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. The the if if Indiana is gonna win, it's it's gonna be um like that Nebraska Iowa State game a few years ago before before Nebraska was in the Big Ten and there was something dumb like like six or seven turnovers and it was just like the ugliest dumbest game now you and went ahead and called us indiana which i'll say is fair but oh, that indiana fans are going to be pissed at you oh. and don't you dare deny me my unique pain <laughs> no one sits at the top of the throne of pain but us i <laughs> i apologize for the slight obviously i meant <laughs> illinois but um yeah, they. I mean, that's kind of the game I'm hoping for because those games are always really entertaining to watch. Um, yeah, it's interesting that Illinois has, outside of the Western Illinois game, which was a lot more even than I would have hoped, from a post-game win probability, every game has been either 93%, which if you throw out the Kent State one, you just look at all the Big Ten games, really. Um, it's been either a 97 or higher percent post-game win expectancy or 0%. So they've either delivered total ass kickings or gotten just absolutely run out of town on a rail. So <laughs> I'd like, really it's like the anti Indiana. Yeah. Um. So if it's going to be, <laughs> if it's going to be a loss, which I think it's going to be a loss, I would like to see it be like a, 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 a loss that makes some kind of sense as opposed to just one where we're just hopeless. Like I'd like to see <laughs> us win or lose a game where it's like, it's competitive. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, what what better way to bring Nebraska fans back down to earth than by losing at home to to this Illinois team too? I mean, would keep Illinois alive for a bowl with games against Iowa and the Wildcats, which really is just amazing. Um, which yeah, would I mean? Bear in mind, I'm talking about this purely hypothetically. I do not in any way expect to win any of these last three games. I do not think that they will match the success that they had against Minnesota. But I am very, very hopeful that while they won't achieve those heights, I'm hopeful that the rest of their games won't go as poorly as did the three games preceding the Minnesota games. They can settle somewhere in a happy medium between those two. I think I'll be pretty content. Yeah, and in my head my head says I, if, if they're going to lose, I want it to be in that manner because I think there are – I'm not a fan of Illinois, but there's a lot to like about them. They've got – they're just a fun team as far as, like, not – Rod Smith is extremely fun as an yeah. offensive coordinator. And, and, and just – and they're an extremely young team. And, the, you know, those are always fun to watch. But, like – but my heart says I just want it to be the one of those just drunk games that's just the, the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And it's amazing and ugly and beautiful. Um, but, yeah, uh, so I got to go, go with Nebraska, though. 
So you're saying Nebraska 67, Illinois 65 in three overtimes after Tate Forcier comes in relief of Denard Robinson? <laughs> if, if we, you know, if, if we could get that again, oh my God, absolutely beautiful. I would like a, I would like a, a track meet. I'm predicting something high scoring, but I think we'll we'll lose by at least two scores. Um, Michigers. <laughs> this has. Um, Will this be better or worse than 2016? Ah, uh, 78 to nothing. Um, by better, I assume we mean higher scoring. And I mean, th- I just don't know what the hell else there is to say about this game. Honestly, there's. It, it there's certainly could be better. Hurt your eyes, children. Yeah, man, because Rutgers has gotten somehow worse since then. Michigan's a much better team than they were back then, just two years ago. And yeah, this, I mean, I don't, just because it's such an absurd score, I do, I don't see them hitting 78 to nothing again. But like they absolutely could if they wanted to. Um, or see like dramatizations of, of, uh, of any public execution happening in like, you know, maybe like a pre-industrial times where it's like, you know, uh, the, the the village nobody really wants to watch, but they have to. It's important, but you know, look away now, my child. <laughs> stuff. Yep. Look, I, look look away, but right. But as for the boys that are coming of age, they they need to see that these kind of things exist in the world. Need to be bad. <laughs> yeah, they. That's certainly what it feels like. Um, it, it's a game that'll put some hair in your chest. Uh, it'll make a man out of you. Um, Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get down to business. And defeat Purdue at Minnesota. Uh, man, I, Purdue for sure. Are you kidding me? Um, going, like, man, sucks Minnesota. for Minnesota to not have a more winnable game on its schedule after that schlacking they took. That just, you know, because if you don't come back and compete in one of these games, right, you get wiped out in these last three games, which are against Purdue, Northwestern, and Wisconsin. Northwestern being the least formidable of those, but. You get shellacked in these three games, then you got a long off season stewing with the taste. I mean, because yeah, unless they're remarkable blowouts, those last three games aren't what you're gonna what you're gonna remember. It's gonna be that Illinois game, and you're gonna have to sit with that all off season. Yeah, the um, and I think that's where they're headed. I mean, to be honest, I don't think uh, Minnesota's in a bowl this year. Um, they, I don't think they're getting blown out again, except maybe by Purdue. Um, I think Rondo is so unique in that they've got a deep passing game you have to respect. Yeah, it's it's very it's a very vintage Joe Tiller, Joe the Thriller Tiller um Purdue team really. Um needs more mustache, but not not nearly enough mustache, but uh just stylistically they're right up there. They're um they're they're fun to watch on offense, they'll throw the ball deep. Um and just Rondale Moore is just Unbelievable. <laughs> he, well, um, here's what I think is going to be the key to the game for Minnesota. One, the uniforms need to be lit AF. Like I'm talking about, you need non-school colors, have some asymmetrical coloring on the uniform, right? Maybe have an oversized logo on one side of the helmet. And then uh, what? Oh, it's a gopher Dave, way. Like, still uh, employ his old friend, DJ Ill Mix from Western Michigan. <laughs> oh, hey. man. Yeah, he's going to be, he's going to need to be rolling on all kinds of shit to, to get this place turned up. Is there anything that says more it's, – it screams Minnesota more than uh, jumping on the gray uni- – sorry, the anthracite uniform trend a good five years after it stopped being cool? Um, Obviously, that's a salute to Minnesota's uh, legendary coal industry. <laughs> and and, and pairing, pairing up that 
with like just the the ugliest worst shade of like maroon chrome helmets and yeah throw a big oversized goldie gopher face on there why the hell not or oh sorry i forgot that the gopher is not really their uh, logo anymore gigantic paddle logo on the helmet oh yes because what, that's, what are even that's, talking their, about? that's their identity now the uh golan gophers the go- uh, <laughs> right because of course there's no d there uh wisconsin at penn state we talked about this one already uh this is what do you think is this gonna make uh penn state's offense look alive again i don't know um I mean, I want to say – I want to give the nod to Penn State just because they're playing at home. Um, I think – I don't think either team's – The really huge disappointment bowl. Yeah, and, and now, like, and you could say, like, oh, Hornybrook's not going to play or he might not play, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I don't think Jack Cohn's going to be any worse. Um, and uh, – Hornybrook looked better than Cohn. you got to say that. He, yeah, he did. I mean, he's a starter for a reason, but – like he's he's not gonna go out there and beat Penn State either by himself, um, or without his defense or running game. And I think, um, so I, I think losing him isn't necessarily the blow that it would be, um, you know, compared to, you know, we talk a lot of shit about um, about McSorley, Joel Stave. <laughs> I was gonna say talk a lot of shit about uh, Trace McSorley, but I think you take McSorley out of out of Penn State and. Um, yeah, they've still got a lot to work with, but they've got to change their whole game plan too. And Why does Tommy Stevens sound like the unremarkable drummer for a hair metal band? <laughs> it definitely sounds like a made-up stage name. Uh, when like uh, first, when his real name is like Theodore Berkowitz or something. <laughs> Indeed. So I don't know. I guess I would think Penn State would win this one just because at home. I I don't know. This is this game is going to be very disappointing. And not just for us, but as you know, as you pointed out, for the fans, uh, <laughs> I think a lot of them thought this uh, was a very probable um, Big Ten championship game. And um, I had this picked as the Big yeah. Ten championship game. Yeah, and um, it's it's kind of the consolation. I mean, really, at this point, they're fighting for a bowl seating. You know, if one of them uh, wants a New Year Six bowl, they're going to have to win it. And yeah, but I got to go with Penn State. They're at home. Um, I don't think they're playing any better, but they're, they're arguably well. They're certainly playing worse, but yeah, they um, just they're they're at home. Uh, you sort of just give the nod to the team from the east. Um, yeah. Um, speaking of the east, Ohio State will travel to East Lansing to test their metal against the Spalsons. This this is going to be an amazing game, like a race to see who. Who could shoot themselves in the foot more between between D'Antonio and Urban? This and- I think could have the makings of Ohio State just taking out all their frustrations of the season out on Michigan State. Yeah, it absolutely could. Um, and I, I I think Ohio State wins either way, but it's a good question as to whether or not it's it's going to be an absolute blowout or or like the dumbest game ever. And um, say maybe this, like. Maybe the Spartans take like a second quarter lead because D'Antonio calls a fake field goal and it pays off. And then he's like done being created for the rest of the day. And, and then in comes the snow. <laughs> uh, this, but yeah, this game I'm, I'm looking forward to for all the wrong reasons. Um, yeah. Just, just imagine a shot from, from a low center 
of uh, D'Antonio standing in the foreground with his arms crossed, a scowl in his face as the sky darkens. <laughs> and thunder snow comes in behind him. Think of how great this game would have been years ago, too. I mean, how great this, how great it was. And now it's just, we're literally talking about which team is going to... Um... <laughs> I mean, either of these teams could still technically win the Big Ten but it would require Michigan to lose an embarrassing loss. Yeah, and uh, and I don't think Lewerke's capable of putting together a game that'll beat Ohio State. Um, I mean, whatever you say about Ohio State, they still have, I think, the statistically the best offense in the league. And um, I, don't, I don't think there's any way Sparty keeps pace with that. Um, the one thing they could have going for them is Urban Meyer being stubborn Urban Meyer and um, – just just running and running and running and running and averaging two yards a rush and we all pull our eyebrows out from boredom um ohio state keeps running running and running (laughs) and running running and speaking of which northwestern at iowa speed option to the short side of the field bowl that uh yeah i i mean against my better judgment i'm picking my hawkeyes um i'll be at that game and um which so kind of everything's just building up for me to be disappointed tell you Um, what if iowa wins you'll know early if it gets to the third quarter and things are looking really dumb Iowa's not winning if iowa just takes off you know then they're gonna win but like as the game grows dumber and dumber no matter who's currently winning you know you're gonna get more nervous yeah that's definitely the theme for this team this year too like every all three of our losses i've been like about halfway through the third quarter, I've been like, oh, we're totally going to lose this. What else is on? Um, and, oh, man, just Fitzgerald makes you lose in the worst, like, most humiliating way possible. Just because he should, like, he does everything wrong, and then, like, you lose anyway. And it's just, it's just, nothing feels just quite as, like, soul-sucking and absolutely just <coughs> demolishes your, like, mood, like losing to Northwestern. Yep, and that's how I head into every offseason lately. But um, the – I don't know. I'll tell you one thing. If you see the pitch count return in that first quarter, then you might as well just leave the game. <laughs> if, uh, if he is against his better judgment, rotating his quarterbacks for no good reason, just leave the game. You're going to lose, and it's going to be so dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, yeah, and, you know, he'll probably do that too because it makes no sense to do so in – he'll I don't even I still don't know what his thought process is I mean the pitch count doesn't make any sense um but like the thing is you know he's been like winning conference games doing it I don't know um yeah I'm sticking with Iowa but like I'm just I'm just dreading that this is the game I picked to go to because we're even if we win it's not gonna be fun win (laughs) yeah so Looking around the rest of the country, uh, Florida goes against Will Muschamp. Woo! Uh, South Carolina with their very proud tradition of ex-Florida coaches. Um, Well, except this one's doing better than he did in Florida. He is. um, I'm still sticking with Florida in this game. Um, What do you think about Virgiberty? Is there any chance that that happens? And do you care either way, Virginia versus Liberty? I mean, if if you know, like, literally anything about – Liberty University, you want them to lose every single game and like not be happy at all. Um, I, I like I talked about earlier. I don't think Virginia's any good, but um, and I but I do think they handle the fight and fall wells. 
um, pretty easily. The um, f- a fun twist, though, uh, Liberty University does have a transitive win over Virginia Tech because um, they, they beat Old Dominion, and Old Dominion had one of the biggest upsets in recent college football history. But, yeah. Um, are the, are, is, Liberty, are, is Liberty coached by Turner Gill? I think they – I don't know. They might I'm be. Almost positive they are. <laughs> the Liberty is a weird place. Like it's it's not that far from here, and I've like been like Lynchburg's not a bad town, but like Liberty's just. Uh, you said Lynchburg, and for some reason I thought you said lunch break. <laughs> uh, lunch breaks are amazing. That that would that would be a much better thing to cheer for than Liberty University in Virginia, and like I'm just this this game just. I, as a resident of Charlottesville, I am just like kind of done with like Virginia sports. Um, living here during basketball season is like one of the worst experiences. Just, <laughs> and like, what about March Madness last year? <laughs> that was one of the most amazing experiences. Uh, like, I've been here five. Well, it was four years when that happened, and oh man, that, that was all made it all worth it. It was it was fantastic. I've never been so smug for a fan of a team that didn't make the tournament. <laughs> so. And, <laughs> but yeah, the um, it's kind of like I can't decide which team I hate more. And I mean, I'm sticking with Virginia as my pick. But uh, God, is there a way that like they can both lose? It's uh, well, I mean, how about Liberty wins and then it's vacated? I would take that in a heartbeat, and that's so, entirely possible. They do. I believe their athletic director is um, uh, what's his face who got chased out of uh out of Baylor so oh yeah oh oh dear oh mm-hmm. ew oh oh goodness so moving on to less unsavory things bedlam is happening as Oklahoma now uh puts their share of the big 12 conference lead on the line against bitter mulleted rival Oak State Woo! uh, uh I'm, I'm I'm picking my cowpokes um they actually I mean they're down this year but they actually beat Texas um yeah this game's always fun this whatever you think of like big 12 football and like oh there's no defense but like this game is like the game where no defense is like fun like this game gets it's arena football it does get drunk this game gets drunk uh two of my memories from this one not too long ago are um are um the one where bob's i I think it was a, a tie game at this point or oklahoma was up four and bob stoops uh had to punt it they punted it. It was downed at the 15, but there was a flag. So they got a chance to re-punt it. And rather than take that, <laughs> they punted it again. And it was returned for a touchdown by Tyreek Hill. I, I remember that. that was so a... <laughs> there's that one. And the other one I remember was um, after Trevor Knight went down the unlikely Blake Bell hero drive where it's like, I can suddenly throw the ball. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's – I mean – they call it Bedlam for a reason. It's just, it's always fun. A uh, rumor has it, I don't know if this was actually true, but there, there are a lot of reports at the time. You know, actually, I am almost positive this was from an actual account of the first Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game, which was described in the newspapers as Bedlam, which is why the name stuck. But like that, like players chased the ball out of bounds into a frozen creek down a fumble. <laughs> Like, this is some early college football stuff right here. But, like, 
yeah, that apparently the first Bedlam game was so drunk that it was just described as Bedlam and nothing more by the newspaper. It's written in the stars. This game's always going to be like that. So there's also <laughs> if, that's, if that's true, I mean, Georgia. <laughs> ooh, Auburn, Georgia. Um, Gus Malzahn, of course, uh, keeping his ass right off of that hot seat. Not off of that hot seat, but just inches above the flames. Uh, yeah. Texas a m as, as he's wont to do. Um, I'm, I, my, my gut says Auburn. Um, just because Georgia always – I mean, okay, they made the playoff last year, but I feel like – as long as I've been alive, like every time Georgia is good or is supposed to be good, they'll just find a way to fall apart down the stretch. Um, yep, you can. And I think the, they're looking right, forward you, to the national yeah. to the uh, to the conference championship. And um, yeah, I mean, my my gut just says says Auburn. I think, like you said, I think Malzahn's gonna um, just find a dumb way to save his job and um, keep you know keep his keep his pants just a little cooler. And then the other question is, can anybody challenge Bama? Mississippi State, uh, is their turn to answer the question? And, of course, the answer is no. No, no. No, nope, so, they absolutely not. The and other two interesting things that are happening <laughs> are Fresno State versus Boise State in a battle for Mountain West supremacy and the other team that we've not been talking about as another just merciless murder machine, Clemson versus Boston College. They executed Bobby Petrino in the public square for all to see, 77-16 last week. Uh, Boston College, however, represents a decent shot at beating them due to their nature, the nature of their offense. Yeah, and Boston College is quietly having a pretty good year. Um, I'm decent teams lose to Purdue too, <laughs> so I'm told. <laughs> so, well, okay. So here's my thinking. Um, Danny Cannell, I saw on Twitter today, was like claiming Clemson is every bit as good as Alabama. Um, mark my words, like save this tweet because you're all gonna admit that I'm right at the end of the year. And he is he is like such a wonderful master of horrible takes I th- that like you were maybe questioning whether that was true until he tweeted that. At which point you realize, yeah. no, there's no way it is. Yeah, no, that's exactly my thought process. Like I think Boston College is is 100% gonna win now. <laughs> it's gonna be like uh, like Syracuse last year, um, except slightly less um, out of nowhere. Um, just because Boston College is like people respect them more at this point in the season, but yeah, the Dazio time to dive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, give me give me Boston College, and um, that's all I got. <laughs> yep. So yeah, Steve Adazio, just come to the Big Ten. We promise we'll let you beat up Notre Dame. If of course, unlike the Wolverines and the Wildcats, you can actually do it. Your source for Big Ten talk. It's off tackle. Empire!